Let's go with the nugget this morning. When you increase your wisdom, when you increase your wisdom, you will increase your wealth. When you increase your wisdom, you will increase your wealth. You can look at it. Anyway, that could be material-wise, spiritual, social, whatever. Okay, glory to God. Um, what we're going to speak on this morning is what is going on around the world. So, um, Father, we're praising. We just give you thanks as we look to your word, that you open our eyes of our understanding, Father God, that we may walk in a greater maturity, Father God, and realize, Father God, that we are living in the last days, Father God, and that which we put our heart to, Father God, our desires, our zeal towards, Father God, will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A sin that's involved in every nation, people, culture, division, is a sin of pride. So we're going to be looking at pride this morning. Pride, if you were looking for a title, Pride's Deception. We have it in the sports events, among the states, between cities and companies, the military services, yes, even the church world. Who's best at what they can do? The numbers game, these rivalries are all based upon the principle of pride. Pride was the first sin that we have any knowledge of. Through pride, Lucifer and the angels fell. And it was so with Adam and Eve. The, da the danger of this sin is its destructive results are echoed through man's history. Pride brings division, uh, brings decisive division and breeds animosities. Okay, so let's look at pride, definition from pride. From the Bible, it's 26, uh, pardon me, 2087 in your strong concordance. That's 2087. It's haughtiness, arrogance, insolence, and rebellion. This pride presumes to have more authority than is warranted. It's disobedient. Its disobedience is inedible. This is clearly an intentional sin. Webster's Dictionary gives definition of pride. An over-high opinion of oneself, exaggerated self-esteem, conceited arrogance, and hypocrisy, the magnificent splendor. Um, we can see that from the top of our government officials to the lowest officials. I won't go any further on that one. Pride is, boastful, is a boastful assurance of one's own resourcefulness, eliminating the need for God. It exalts man and shows his covetousness. Okay. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 16. That's Proverbs 16. Looking at verse 18 and 19. That's Proverbs 16. Verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be humble of a humble spirit with a lowly and divine and spoil with the proud. Wow. So we need to you have something on there. I know you already... Okay, so we need to really understand that uh, we've got to kind of nip this in the bud. Uh -oh. It's really powerful. There's, there's too many 
I'll put it this, all of us have um, walked in this nature, this bad nature of pride. Um, whether it's having a family name that's linked to somebody or, uh, you know, linked to finances, you know, whatever it is, pride is, is detrimental to us. Again, pride go, uh, goes before destruction. Wow. Let me read that. Uh, okay, so pride goes before destruction. So if we're walking in any pride, something is about to take place in our lives. Something is going to come up that's going to cut you down. So it's better, best when you know that you begin to have a sense of pride, cancel it out. Cancel it out. Let's pro move back to Proverbs chapter 6. In Proverbs chapter 6, we see in verse 16, These things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination. A proud look. Well, there you go. Pride already. First thing off the bat. And it's an abomination to the Lord. And the Lord does not take lightly to people that uh, are, quote, self-sufficient in themselves and so forth, uh, that boast. Can I share on that? Because okay, it says a proud look. What is a proud look? A proud look is when you think that, that you're doing something better than someone else. And I will, I'll be honest, that, as you, as you look at that, if, you, if, you, if we don't get rid of it, it will turn into a root of bitterness easily. You know, it happens in churches, it happens in homes. You know, it can be, you know, I'm doing my job, but why isn't the other person? Or it can be, it can be that simple. A proud look that you always are exalted above another person, and, and, and you know, it can happen at work. You have to, we have to be so very careful, because this is a really sneaky thing that enters in there. And um, many people fall to this and don't even, don't even realize it, don't even, you know, it, it's, it's, part of, it's been a part of their their lives, all their lives, and so we need to really take hold, you know, take hold of this. Um, anytime that we think that we're doing something better than another person, then we need to really slap ourselves or get back and do whatever you have to do to knock it off, amen? I want to, you know, haughty spirit is, has a fall with the haughty spirit, then with, it says pride, pride becomes, comes before destruction, and then it says, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And I wanted to read what, a ha what haughty means, okay? So they go together here. Haughty means um, having or showing great pride in oneself and disdain, contempt, or scorn for others. That's wow. what I just said. Um, proud, arrogant. That's pretty, and lofty. That's, that's, pretty sad because I'm going to read it again. It's having or showing great pride in oneself and disdain, contempt, or scorn for others. Proud, arrogant, and lofty. That's pretty heavy when you think about it. So, and that comes before a fall. So you've got, first it starts with pride and then haughtiness comes in. Okay. I want to kind of give you the steps on how this thing works. So we need to be really careful, especially in this hour, how we look to one another. Amen? Because we all can fall into it. I don't want it. <laughs> okay. There you go, sweetie. I just wanted to share that. Okay. Uh, let's go to, uh, since we're in Proverbs, we'll go to chapter 8 now. Chapter 8, and we want to look at verse 13. We find that uh, it's not only an abomination. Now in Proverbs 8, verse 13, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil 
pride and arrogancy. And the evil way and the forward mouth do I do hate. Wow. Read that in the Amplified. From the Amplified, that's verse 13. The reverent fear and worship awe of the Lord includes the hatred of evil, the hatred of pride, the hatred of arrogance, the hatred, the evil way of evil way and the perverted and twisted speech we, we need to hate. Wow. Um, boy, I think we we all need to get down on our knees. <laughs> you know, one there thing. Are, there are things that, uh, like like it says here, the, the last part, twisted speech. Oftentimes, uh, we will twist things to quote benefit us or benefit somebody else that we like. You know, we. And it's wrong. Okay, what are you about to say? I'm sorry. I can't remember. I'm sorry, okay. You you were talking. So. Well, I'm going to share that twisted speech. No, I remember now. You know, the Bible says that we are not even to speak of the things that people do in darkness, the evil things that they do. Now it's just blasted out all over the Internet, on Facebook, you know. I can't even imagine what's on the news or TV because I haven't watched it since the last week of November or heard it. But it's out there. And we have, Jesus said, watch what you hear. And so we've, we've got to be so careful in this, this one area. Because I know so many people that listen to the news so much that they are not speaking forth the word anymore. It's what all this other you know some things we need to share because we need to be aware but when it goes on and on and on we need to be very careful what we let inside of us amen praise god twisted speech you want when the movie gone when uh, with the wind or gone with the wind came out back in i think it's in the 30s clark gable at the very end of the movie told Scarlet don't say he said I don't give a damn and that was terrible I mean people were shocked by that that word damn now you hear on radio television uh, movies It's terrible. It, it, it's the F word all, all through a lot of things. Twisted speech. And those that, that, that do it don't, don't understand what they're doing. They're bringing their own damnation upon themselves with twisted speech. And it's because of pride. You know, I don't give a dot, 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 dot. You know, um, why? Because we're prideful people. We need to get rid of it. We may as well go to 14.3 because we're right there. 14.3? In the fool's mouth is a rod to shame his Wait a pride. Chapter 14? Chapter 14, verse 3. I just stuck out right there at me. It's not okay, in our notes. Proverbs 14.3. In the fool's mouth, own mouth is a rod to shame, has pride, his pride. In the fool's mouth is a rod to shame, his pride. But the wise man's lip preserve them. Heavy. I don't know how we missed that one in our notes. Wow. How many have noticed that you just read in your Bible, something just sticks out at you lately? Knowledge is becoming more and more. The Bible, the Word said it would. The Lord said it would. Wow. Looking at that verse again. 14.3. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride. But the lips of the wise shall preserve them. 
The lips of the wise shall preserve them. So anybody that's foolish, that, that's prideful, that speaks prideful, we could say they're foolish. They're, they're just... Well, I think we've all done it enough. Well, we've, we've done it enough, but, it, but the situation is it's... By the fruits we shall know them. By the fruits we shall know ourselves if we want to look in the mirror. Uh, you know, it says we look in the mirror. How? Darkly? Why? Because we can't see. We, we look at ourselves as pure. But it, uh, if we saw the mirror cr crystal clear, we'd find a lot of these things cropping up in our own lives. Especially the this, this spirit of pride. Whoa, okay. Um, let's... I'm there if you want me to read it. Psalm 73, 6. Okay, Psalm 73 and verse 6. This is, this is going to... God, my prayer is that we never forget this. Ever. Therefore, pride is about their necks like a chain. Violence... Listen to this. Violence covers them like a garment, like a long, luxurious robe. The pride, therefore, pride is about their necks, like a chain. Violence covers them like a garment. And we're well, seeing that in the day we live in. Okay, pride. I imagine you, you can think of people that are walking in a certain amount of pride. Now, here's what the, uh, I looked up this, uh, the Hebrew commentary, okay? Their pride is worn like a precious jewel necklace. Look at me. I mean, that's the way our pride person, look at me. You know. They're proud. About the, okay, let me read. Let me start. Their pride is worn like a precious jewel necklace, a badge of identification as a super breed. Wow. They strut about hotly and shamelessly. I mean, they do anything they want, and, you know, you know, you know, I have better, you know, I'm qualified to do these things. You can't, that type of stuff. Again, they're cloaked in wickedness and violence. This signifies that their lives are Predicted on violence. So anybody that's walking in this prideful way, that's, that's really, that has this badge of, quote, uh, identification, they're going to have violence follow them or support violence. I think you can all think of areas where people that are prideful, they, they're, they're violent towards others. They don't care. You know, as long as they get their way, they're, they're kind of pinpointing you, need, you on that area. You need to vote in the next election. I'm going to put it bluntly. We need a new Senate and a new House. Oh. And I'm going to say no more. If we don't, we know where we're going. I mean, we're already right. we're, we're on the Titanic <laughs> as a country. And uh, there's only one lifesaver. That's Jesus. So, you know, uh, the ship may go down, but you have a lifesaver. Okay. Amen. Okay. Uh, let's go to the book of Mark. All the way to the book of Mark, and we want to go to the seventh chapter of Mark. Mark chapter 7. Wow. Verse 21. She's reading the Amplified. Really That's Mark 7, 21. From the Amplified. For from within, that is, out of your hearts of men come, come based and wicked thoughts, sexual immorality, stealing, murder, adultery, coveting, a greedy desire to have more wealth, dangerous and destructive wickedness, deceit unrestrained, 
indecent conduct, an evil eye, envy, slander, evil speaking, malicious uh, misrepresentation, abusiveness, pride, the sin of all uplifted hearts against God. Pride, the sin of an uplifted heart against God and man. Foolishness, folly, lack of sense, reckless and thoughtful uh, and thoughtlessness. Wow. This is Jesus. That is that is heavy. Well, I'm gonna read the next verse. This is Jesus speaking this. All these, all these evil purposes and desires come from within, and they make the man unclean and render him unhallowed. That's pretty heavy. You know, it, it's, when you go up to verse 16, this is where he said, If a man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he had entered into the house from the, from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable, and then he goes on to tell them this. That's pretty powerful when you think of it. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. I mean, he, when he says that, he means business. He meant business on everything he said, but this is pretty heavy. A strong warning. Praise what pride, God. Uh, what pride does. Again, pride, the sin of an uplifted heart against God and man. A sin against God and man. Wow. First John, let's go to First John, way back there. In the New Testament. That's first John chapter two. You know, it was real interesting. I wrote a something on my Facebook page page the other night, and I in that I said, Jesus Christ is Savior. And I had something flip up that had never flipped up on this that we are how did they put it? We are guarding everything that is being printed on Facebook. I can't remember how they put it, and I've never seen that come up before. I have there, Rodney has been taken off five times for what he said, and he had to go on a Donica site to write, write one of the things he wanted to say. So, um, if you don't think they're watching what you're saying and doing, they are. But uh, this was, uh, Jesus Christ is our Savior. I was shocked that that popped up like that. This is new and you need to realize, you know, what certain things you aren't going to be able to say. I can't remember exactly what it said, but I found it very interesting. If you're not politically correct, they will <laughs> take it off. I'm politically correct. They will take you off. According to God. Uh, Whatever. You I can, didn't put me you on You can it. speak all type of trash, you can use foul language, and they'll leave it there. But if you are morally, have moral standards, and speak of God in the Bible, it's removed. Well, they left it on. And this is in this country. That's interesting. Okay, let's move. And you already know what happened in Oklahoma this past week. It's happening here. In our country. And it's going to go. be more so. Okay, so we need to know what's going on. Okay, First um, John chapter 2, looking at verse 16. Okay. From the Amplified again. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, cravings for uh, sensual gratification, and the lust of eyes, greedy longing greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance of one's own resources, or the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world itself. So the things that, you know, we just have to watch ourselves. Really watch ourselves. We are in the last days. When the, when the when it, when Israelis and Jews are looking in the in their Bible, seeing things that are foretold about the coming of the Messiah as they see it, 
He's coming. Amen. They see all the all the uh, Arabic, uh, Muslim countries aligning themselves. They're seeing Russia aligning themselves. They know that what they speak of in their Bible, when the, the great war comes, Jacob, Jacob's trouble and so forth, that he's going to come. So they're looking for the Messiah. Yeah. Right. Glory to God. So we need to, we need to be even more, it says we need to make ourselves pure. We need to start, if you haven't started cleaning up your act, we need to start doing it now. Uh, you know, keep it clean. Uh, <laughs> Don't start when, cleaning it. Keep it. When, when, when the Lord is ready to come and that trumpet sounds, I want all of you there. Amen. I always say, I would be up there and say, where is, oh my gosh, they are not here. And the Lord's going to say, weren't you the shepherd over them? Uh, didn't you tell them? Uh, so you, you stand before, the, we all stand before the Lord as individuals, but those that are in the, the pastorate stand before the Lord not only as an individual, but then for the congregation that they're uh, before. And I can, I, can, I can say one thing. Happy to say, happy to say, but of a, of a church of 20,000, how many of those people are going to make it? What's the percentage? Whereas a smaller church, when, when, when it's on one-on-one, you know, I could, I could crack the whip a little bit on you guys. Say, okay, you get straightened out, I could, I could get you going. Hey, I want you there. I would rather have, you know, what we have all there and say, Lord, I did it. I did it. What you told me to, and then have a huge church and not even only not even one percent. I'll say, fifty half of them make it, because a lot of these people in these large churches are. I'm not saying the pastors are wrong, but some of them are getting into chrysalis and all this type of stuff. What's happening to that? Those people are not going to make it. Not only is he going to stand for himself, but he's going to have to stand for the for the individuals that he stood before. That ain't no good. So stick with me. <laughs> Let's get there. Amen. Again, the essential uh, sense of all sin is selfishness. It's the I me disease. Pride is I me. Only me. Only I can do it. That type of thing. Or I can teach you. You know, it's always... Pride is an exorbitant assertion of self. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Proverbs, let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs. <laughs> I was just thinking of Adam and Eve, you know. We're pastoring together. I'm going to say it's the man. It's. <laughs> Whoa. Kidding. Okay. <laughs> He only had a congregation of what? Here over me. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2. From the Amplified. When swelling and pride comes, then emptiness and shame come also. Emptiness and shame. When pride's there... Pride's going to be up there for a long time. A lot of people are going to be up there, and all of a sudden, bam, they're going to have that shame all over them. It says that. And people are going to recognize it. They're not going to be able to hide it. Wow. Yeah. Pride is not merely a desire to improve. Pride is not the mere desire to improve. It is, it is the desire to drive and to rule. A person that is prideful wants to, to rule, to, to drive and rule things. 
Whoa. And it usually runs into ruin because it says shameful. Okay. Um, you have anything on that one? Where are you? I'm going to James chapter 4. Nope. I'm going to keep my mouth shut for a while here. <laughs> In James chapter 4, this is should be sufficient for us right here. James chapter 4. Verse 6, but he, speaking of God, gives more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. You know, the Amplified is really heavy in this one. It says, he said, God sets himself against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. Wow. Right after that verse is where it says, So be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. It's amazing. You know, I like to go above a verse and below it. It's amazing to me that, that God would put that right there. He knows what he's doing. I <laughs> wish we did sometimes. Sometimes wow. we... Second we step out. Second, Second Corinthians, Corinthians 6, 17. Six. Second Boy, we're Corinthians. in unison now. Pardon me? We're in unison. Second Corinthians chapter 6, looking at verse 17. Verse uh, from the Amplified. So, come out from among unbelievers and separate, sever yourselves from them, saith the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing, then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. Get out from that prideful area and you'll get favor. But we've got to be separated for, from, from the sin of pride, if you want to say, for one. It will be, have that favor. Pride has the element of falsehood. Pride has the element of falsehood. It claims to merit that which it does not possess. Pride claims to merit that which it does not, uh, does not possess. It's an overestimation of their own worth. So uh, with that thought, let's go to 1 Corinthians, back up to chapter 13. Anybody know what chapter 13 is in 1 Corinthians? It's the love chapter. Looking at verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. Is not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself as haughtily. Uh, from the Amplified, um, verse 4. I'm going to look at 5. Charity uh, suffers long and is kind. Charity is not envious and not, uh, uh, but charity vaunted itself not, is not puffed up. There's a pride. It doesn't puff itself up. Do you have something there you wanted to? Um. Well, in, in five, it said, it is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act becoming, unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist in its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. You know, I, we had an evangelist one time in the church I was born again in, and he came in and he said, I want you to put your name in front of um, charity or love. Boy, that, was, that smacked you really hard. If you had the Living Bible back then, it really hit you hard. The good thing to do that maybe once every week, you know, start <laughs> out your week with that, you know, in your Bible reading. Say, God help me. Help us all. 
Praise you, Jesus. Love will certainly change things. Okay. The shame of pride. The shame of pride. It's their speech betrays their true agenda. They are self-centered and boastful. What they have or do is always better. Mm. And when something happens to their situation, it's more tragic than anybody else's. Mm. Let me read that again. Their speech betrays their true agenda. They're self-centered and boastful. What they have or do is always better. And when something happens to their situation, it's more tragic than others. Wow. Okay, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 says, Be not wise in thy, your own eyes, reverently fear and worship the Lord, and turn entirely away from evil. Let's not be wise in our own eyes. In our own eyes would be prideful. Okay. I'm going to say something. Uh -oh. I was laughing when he went to this one before this. You ever heard a bunch of old people get together and they talk about their sickness and whose is worse than the others? No. I have. I'm not around old people. <laughs> <laughs> Go visit the nursing home for a while. You went. I mean, well, you weren't in it, but you went to visit. I mean, you ministered there. It's true. You know, a lot of people have nothing to talk about, you know. We've got to keep these, this mind alert constantly. Seriously, a mind that is not alert to the Word of God is a mind that the enemy can try to put Alzheimer's on, and you need to refuse it and keep your mind constantly in the Word and constantly on fire for God. Constantly thinking what God's word says and knocking out the other stuff, flipping it out and moving it out. Just flip it away from you. Amen? Amen. Okay, where are you now? Proverbs or Deuteronomy? Yeah, Deuteronomy 32, uh, verse 15. Um, I'm going to read from the Amplified. But Israel grew fat and kicked. And what? Israel grew, Israel grew fat and kicked. Now, we're going to look at something that, that, that happened to Israel because of pride. Did you say kicked or thick? Kicked. Okay. You became fat. You grew thick. <laughs> you were gorged and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him and forsook and despised the rock of his salvation. You telling us to go on diets or what? <laughs> I'm saying we have to watch ourselves when, when we are uh, knowing that we are the Lord's people. We're Christians. We follow after him. But just like Israel, when they got into a the good life. They forgot about God. They became prideful. And then all those things came upon them. Oh, we don't need to go to church anymore. You know, uh, we don't have to follow the Ten Commandments. We know better. Uh, we can do what, you know, we can. Whatever it was, they can do. They put God out of, this, out of the way. This is what Christians are doing today. Oh, well, we don't have to follow the Bible. We don't have to follow the New uh, Old Testament, because that was only from the Jews, we only follow the New Testament. Well, as we're seeing that the Old and New Testament correlate together, you have to have Old and New. But when you say, I'm going to throw that out, it's not for today. Well, Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, forever, today, and forever. How can you throw something out when he wrote the book? He's the Word. So you're saying, well, Jesus, I don't need to. I don't need your eyesight anymore. I can feel along with my hands, or I can smell, or I can, that type of stuff. No, we need every bit of the word. 
Can I so, share an example of this? She's going to share an example. It's kind of like an alcoholic when they, you know, or whatever. I don't care. You know, you, every one of us knows what the food is that gets you off your diet. If you just eat one bite and you think it's okay now, I can do this. I've come far enough, and then boom. It's like an alcoholic. At one point, the enemy will come in and say, well, you, you know, you've been done real well. One, one little drink won't hurt you. Oh, yeah? Hmm. One will throw you right back on the, you know, right back into the thing. And that's, this is what they did. They were free. And, you know, when people are free, they want to go back to Egypt. They just start testing the waters a little bit. And the devil just doesn't go on the first try out here or the first thought or the first whatever or the first word that comes out of your mouth. He, he waits until he's got you out here, you know, a little, little bit. We all know this. And then he just gets, jumps in, you know. So we need to take, take a look at what happened there. Wow, okay. Like I always tell people, if you fell into sin, he's always going to come back with the same thing. Just know it. He knows your weak spot. That's it. And the more you've fallen, and he'll test it. The the weaker that spot gets. Doesn't matter what. It really doesn't whether it's gossip, anger, whatever. That thing gets weaker and weaker and weaker, and we've got to we've got to shore up those areas. Remember that thing that the kid that put his finger in the dam or whatever it was? The Dutch boy. That Dutch boy, whatever, had to keep his finger in the dam. Well, we need to keep, we need to now, right now, build yourself up. If you're, not, if you're not where you were at your strongest point, then you need to get there and get there now and get beyond it. This is, this is, this is it, you know? I know we've been saying this for you, but this, trust me, this is it. Now hear this, this is it. There's no time to fool around because really, we are preparing an ark for the saving of our household. It might just be you and you alone that your family is going to watch, and it might be you and you alone that is going to pray for your family. And now, now is the time. You can't, you can't mess with this because I don't know if you've noticed, but people are dying off really fast. And, and people are, when they have a friend that dies or relatives that dies, they're very, very sorry that they didn't go speak to that person. So you are, you are it that God has chosen for your family to pray them through. You might be the Noah for your family. Yeah. It was Noah that was righteous that brought his family in. And you remember, Noah's ridiculed, ridiculed. <laughs> and it didn't say his kids helped him out building that boat either. So, you know, he was getting ridiculed from his own family. We all know kids. If there's going to be any kind of ridicule, they're going out to lunch somewhere because they don't want to be a part of that, you know. So... <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move on. Second uh, Corinthians chapter ten. Yeah, we're Looking at Second Corinthians chapter ten, and we will go to verse seventeen. But he that glorifieth, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. But he that glorifieth, let him glory in the Lord. It's the Lord that we glorify. We don't do it in self. Again. Pride in the spiritual realm renders your progress impossible. Wow. When you have pride in the spiritual realm, you're not going to advance. You're going to more likely erode. A love of self leaves little room for others. A love of self lives leaves little room to love others. Okay. Um, let's go to 1 Kings. Let's go, for, pardon me, 1 Samuel. 
pardon me. 1 Samuel chapter 16. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, First Samuel chapter 16, looking at verse 7 from the Amplified. And the Lord said to Samuel, Look not on his appearance or his height of his stature, for I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So don't look at somebody's appearance with what they appear to be. God looks at the heart, okay? And uh, we can see that also in 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3 we find in verse 7 also. Now the Lord, verse 7, from the Amplified, that's 1 Kings 3, 7. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of David my father, and I was and my father and... I am but a lad in wisdom and experience. I know not how to go about or begin or to come in or to finish. So God looks at the lowly. He's going to work on your, hum, hum, your ability yeah. to be humble. Okay. Then um, finally, or next to finally, let's go to Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew chapter 11, we look at verse 29. Jesus is speaking, and we're going to read again from the Amplified. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly of heart, and I will, and you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and bless quiet for your soul. Amen. Hallelujah. So the Lord says, learn of him. There's no pride in him. He took no pride in you know. And finally, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We'll close up with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 9. First from the... King James, that's for, uh, second, second, did I say first? Second, second. Corinthians 9, uh, second Corinthians 8, boy, verse 9 from the King James. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that, though he was rich for your sakes, he became poor, that through his poverty he might be rich. Okay, from the Amplified, I'm going to read it, same verse 9. For you, for you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. His kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing in that through he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became very poor in order that his poverty you might become enriched abundantly supplied. So it's through him that we get it, get it all. Amen. Being humble. Praise God. The sin of pride cannot be retained when confronted by the cross of Jesus Christ. And if it is retained, that pride is retained, it's due for certain destruction. Amen. For those that will reject Jesus Christ, it's due to destruction because they have pride. I don't have to go through Jesus. I go some, through some other way. It's not the way it goes. I, I'm going to do some. We need, if we could bow our heads because, you know, I think that every one of us could probably, we need, you know, sometimes we jump up from church and leave really quick and, and, um, don't take care of things when you have the opportunity to and then you just kind of forget it and so first of all we are having dinner next door after and everyone is invited we would really love for you to stay but let's just um, what the Lord showed me a minute ago was go back to the place where someone did not live up to your standards you let pride in 
there, there's somebody or some in here that have done that. But when we have a sermon like this, this is our opportunity to say, God, forgive me for any of it, and I want to start over. So with every head bowed, um, search your heart and just ask him. You don't have to say it out loud. Matter of fact, I'm going to lead all of us through a prayer, and that way I, we just want to get rid of this. At least I do. I want to make sure there's none of this in my life. Standing me, before me in the Lord, and if this is a problem that I have, I want it, I want it taken out. So... If you'll just pray with me, Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me for any root of pride. For any root of pride that has entered into my life. That has entered into my life. I ask you, Father. I ask you, Father. By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Put me into remembrance. Put me into remembrance of the word that we heard today. Of the word we heard today. And if at any time. And if any time. Pride tries to rise up. Pride tries to rise up. In me. In me. I give you permission, Holy Spirit. I give you permission, Holy Spirit. To arrest it. To arrest it. Show me what's going on. Show me what's going on. Immediately. Immediately. And I thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you in Jesus' name. According to First John 1 9. First John 1 9. I've confessed this sin before you. I confess this sin before you. And I am forgiven. And I am forgiven. It's totally I'm forgiven from it. Totally forgiven. And I thank you that you will help me not to enter into this again. And help me not to enter into it again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, what was last Wednesday? Anybody remember? Rosh Hashanah. That's good. And Rosh Hashanah, now we are, for 10 days, the Jews are in, anybody know what, what can remember? In awe. Ten days of awe, and in the, in the ten days of awe, these ten days from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, which is next Saturday, Friday, Saturday, the Jews are doing exactly what we just did here. Sins are brought forth, and they repent of it. So you have repentance, and Yom Kippur is redemption, because that's, that's the day that Everything is turned back. God looks at the, the, according to the Jews, God looks at, at the, the year before. And if you clean, clean house, they you can re, the next thing is you can rejoice. So we're cleaning house. I think, <laughs> Go ahead. I think that more and more when sermons are done like this, we're going to stop and ask God to forgive us right here and there. It's just like there's no sense going home because you forget about it. You know what I mean? So don't be surprised. I think he's really placed that on my heart as a body. For ourselves, we need to deal with it right here and then and walk free of it. You know, don't pick it up again. So don't be surprised if when we have sermons, sometimes we just stop. If it's something like this, I'm just going to do what God shows me to do. So we're not going to be walking. I don't want, I don't want this stuff. I'm, like I said, I'm not missing the rapture for anybody. You want to pray over the food? And okay. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks.